This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. 101.9 Hi FM, I'm Benji Shulman. This is the New Blue Review. Nice to be back with you on the show. And I'm happy to say that we've got uh, someone else on uh, who we've never had on the show before, so it's nice to have him. His name is Richard Chamali, and he is a lawyer and a regular columnist with The Citizen, and uh, he's been writing about some pretty interesting stuff lately, so I thought we'd bring him on and chat to him. Richard, thank you so much for being with us and uh, for joining us on the show. Thanks so much, Ben. He also first time ever on High FM, so, like, very awesome. Oh, there you go. So, so a bunch of firsts for this uh, for this new year. So, Richard, yeah, just uh, you, you're mostly an entertainment lawyer, as far as I understand. Um, but you you like to get your hands dirty in your column in the Citizen, is that correct? Indeed, it is. Uh, look at the fringes of the law and politics in the, in the column. <laughs> and and, and, and a, a terrifying, interesting grey zone, if ever there was one. <laughs> um, so. Richard, let's talk about this latest uh, column of yours, which I thought was very interesting. Uh, talking about this issue of red lists and uh, and and Durko and COVID, because the sort of knee-jerk reaction in the general media was that, oh my word, we're being picked on by the UK, and our scientists did such good uh, such a good job, uh, and in the end, uh, we're being punished by by these evil sort of northerly European countries. But you took a slightly different tack, which is what. Uh, I picked up in the in the article, so I thought well, let's bring you on and uh, give you, let you have your chance to give your perspective. Thanks, Benji. I mean, it's, it's it's different in the sense that I mean, the the knee jerk reaction is like let's claim damages, let's tell them to pay up, and let's do all these things that we know they're not going to do. And uh, the reason we know that they're not going to do it is because. We've seen it before. There's there's never been like any sort of reparations paid from the UK to South Africa, except uh, for in 1902 with the peace treaty of Vereniging, when they paid over a couple of hundred uh, sterling pounds. But since then, like, there's been no reason for the UK to court any favor with South Africa because South Africa just has no soft power left anymore. So, you know, if if the UK says. Tell South Africa to go stuff itself. It's not like South Africa has much leverage to work with. And that was the basis of my column that we should stop looking at trying to get, uh, you know, what, what we believe we deserve and start trying to put ourselves in a position where even if we don't believe we deserve it, people want to give us stuff because we're a strong international player and we're just not at the moment. Yeah, and that's, it's an interesting uh, question because you, you talk quite a lot about this in your columns, uh, about, uh, I don't know if, if, if virtue signaling is, is quite the right word, but, but you talk quite a lot about how our politics in our international relations and, and our general politics has kind of been held hostage to a lot of pointless gestures. And, and, and I guess the problem with that is that we have a lot of problems which, which need real gestures, not, not pointless ones. Well, you know, real gestures, I mean, gestures are going to be gestures regardless of whether they're real or, you know, in, insipid. But the, the, the point is we, we actually need real action and we need to put ourselves in a position where we are not only respected on the international stage, but we add value to the international stage. If some international foreign power, you know, is using South Africa for manufacturing, and then they get very little out of that. They might as well move that manufacturing elsewhere and, you know, court favor with some other country. There's no real 
pull to South Africa anymore. And uh, I want that. I'm, I'm trying to identify that as something that needs to change. We need to be able to make South Africa a place where international players are excited to be working with us. So how would you, if, if you were in a lady Pando for 10 minutes uh, and, you, and you wanted to make South Africa more relevant, what kind of prognosis would you give to government departments to start rethinking how we approach, you know, your column was on international relations, so let's stick with that mm. for the moment. Uh, you know, how do we make ourselves more relevant as a country? Well, I mean, the great thing about being a columnist is you can sit on your armchair and just point out the problems and never come up with solutions. But if, <laughs> if I were Lady Pandor, I mean, the, the first thing that, that needs to happen is you need to do an assessment. So you need to get up and fly around the world, do an assessment of what countries really feel about South Africa. The outlook isn't that great, but if you like immediately show that you're interested in courting favor with other international players, then that's already an established base for you to work from. So let's say you visit five European countries, five South American countries, five Asian countries, and you're like, this is what, uh, what South Africa has to offer. Why aren't you playing with us? Make a list, come back and be like, this is our report of our international experience. Why uh, people don't want to play with us? How can we change that? So it's, it's less a matter of me dictating to other countries what you should want from me and more a matter of hearing from them what it is that they want out of us and seeing if we have the capacity to play ball and whether it's worth our time. Now, interestingly, and I'd love to get your perspective on this, you also, in this vein, did an article on the Holmes Universe pageant uh, and the idea about the, the government boycotting uh, or, or trying to force Miss, uh, Miss South Africa not not to attend. And, and, and your, your yeah. column there was kind of in very much the similar vein, that this is not... Uh, this is, this is kind of a pointless gesture and, and isn't very effective. Uh, well, yeah, sorry, yeah, I don't want to speak for you. Go ahead. <laughs> no, so, so I mean, in that column, I, I was very particular because we, it's, it's a very contentious issue, yeah. and and I made the I made the argument I made two arguments. The one was that it is rather pointless. I mean, Miss South Africa not going isn't necessarily going to change any issues that many South Africans might have with the state of Israel, but. What, what I also said was that let's assume that there is justification in in uh, boycotting Miss Universe and boycotting elements of Israel. Why is it that this is the time, and, and the Jewish Board of Deputies made an excellent argument on this as well, why is this the time that Ntetwa wakes up and decides, oh, now he must find his voice? Why is this the time that we're starting to do things? Like, why is it not... I mean, there's Israeli apps that we use all day, like Waze. And, I mean, Russia and Crimea have been at loggerheads, but there's talk about Russia building us a nuclear power station. The UK is occupying parts of Turkey and uh, parts of Cyprus, and Turkey's occupying the other half. And it's like, why are we still in, in chats with them? Why is it only now in this particular element that we're, uh, we're boycotting aspects of Israel? And where is the sort of philosophical consistency um, because if, if your arguments are justified for boycotting aspects of Israel why are they not being applied throughout governmental policy and that was the, the argument I made so I said like firstly it's, it's uh, unproductive and it doesn't really lead to anything but even if it were morally justifiable where's the moral justification for maintaining similar relationships with other countries where they have the same sort of difficulties that you allege uh, Israel has. 
Well, I'm glad you brought that up, Richard, because actually I was going in a we we're going to go in a completely different direction because I wanted to bring in your your sort of entertainment background because of course 1910 yeah. uh, is in charge of arts and culture, uh, and he's been to, to, I think is the word phenomenally useless is that like too too, too mild a term to use about how he's dealt with arts <laughs> in the pandemic? Uh, it was very interesting that this is what he woke up to, to handle, but hasn't really been doing anything what he's supposed to be doing. Yeah, well, I mean, it just goes to show, I mean, you look at the art sector through the pandemic, you look at the controversy of sending someone a million bar, or one bar a million bucks to go and study in New York and the rest of artists suffering in, in South Africa. It's just not a balanced uh, art sector. I mean, there's very little money in the arts as it stands for South Africa at the moment and historically so too. So you need someone at the helm who's good at balancing and good at being actively involved, not someone who wakes up when there's an international aspect and somewhat like doesn't take cater for what's happening internally. Like I would have no issue with Ntetwa making a case, a, a governmental case for uh, boycotting this universe. If he handled the basics and everything that happened internally for the last eight to ten months, which, I mean, he's been largely absent. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Very, very interesting. So, uh, Richard, if people want to have a look at your columns or, or see your, the stuff that you put out there, uh, where can they find it? I have a website, richardshamali.com, and uh, my columns are on The Citizen, so it's citizennews.co.za. Okay, so there you go. If you want to check out what Richard is saying, you can go check out his his website or um, or have a look at uh, have, have a look at uh, his column in the in the citizen I do recommend it it says Durko's quest for red list reparations is a pathetic waste of time and uh, not necessarily something you're going to hear in other media outlets so Richard thank you so much for uh, joining us on the show today I hope we can have you back sometime uh, on on FM and make sure it's not just a one-off absolutely I look forward to it hopefully uh, joining you in studio soon yeah, in studio. That would be nice as well. Richard Jamali there. He is lawyer and columnist for The Citizen. Go have a look at uh, his latest article on Durko's quest for red list reparations as well. His, his very interesting article about Miss Universe. It's uh, well worth reading.